Welcome to another program of Heart and Soul, playing the music of the church throughout the ages, from ancient modern hymns to songs of praise and worship from the early days to the songs of today. Heart and Soul comes to you each week with a Bible message also to encourage and challenge you. Now, here is your host for today's program. Today on Heart and Soul, we are remembering Anzac Day. It's a good and godly thing to give thanks for the sacrifice of men and women in the service of their country in times of world crisis and war. Back in the days of King David, when he heard that Saul and Jonathan had died in battle, along with many of Israel, David himself composed a lament of remembrance. It was called the Song of the Bow. Listen to some of the words. Your pride and joy, O Israel, lies dead on the hills. Oh, how the mighty heroes have fallen! Don't announce the news in Gath, don't proclaim it in the streets of Ashkelon, or the daughters of the Philistines will rejoice, and the pagans will laugh in triumph. O mountains of Gilboa, let there be no dew or rain upon you, nor fruitful fields producing offerings of grain. For there the shield of the mighty heroes was to fail. The shield of Saul will no longer be anointed with oil. The bow of Jonathan was powerful, and the sword of Saul did its mighty work. They shed the blood of their enemies and pierced the bodies of mighty heroes. How beloved and gracious were Saul and Jonathan. They were together in life and in death. They were swifter than eagles, stronger than lions. O women of Israel, weep for Saul, for he dressed you in luxurious scarlet clothing, in garments decorated with gold. Oh, how the mighty heroes have fallen in battle. Jonathan lies dead on the fields. How I weep for you, my brother Jonathan, oh, how much I loved you. And your love for me was deep, deeper than the love of women. Oh, how the mighty heroes have fallen, stripped of their weapons, they lie dead. And so it was, even as it is today. We remember with gratitude the fallen, the wounded, and we set aside this program today to remember, lest we forget. Let us commence today with the hymn, Hail to the Lord's anointed. Oh 
choir of St John's College, Cambridge then with the hymn Jesus, Lover of My Soul. This is Heart and Soul special Anzac Remembrance Day program. An anonymous letter. Anzac Day is a special day for Australians everywhere. It is a day in which we pause to remember our past. It is not a day on which we celebrate a triumph. It is not a day of glory. It is a day upon which we recall a disaster. A disaster named Gallipoli that propelled us into the international arena as a nation in our own right, but at a terrible cost. Australians have never hesitated to the call to arms. In the last century and into this, we served as British colonial forces in the Maori Wars in New Zealand, the Sudan Campaign, the Boxer Rebellion and the Boer War. It was after Federation, after we had gained our nationhood, that we once more answered the call. And in 1914, young, fit and idealistic men and women left to serve their country, this time as Australians. Between the years 1914 to 1918, 60,000 of them died in what came to be referred to as the Great War. Those who returned did so, aged beyond their years, many broken in body and spirit, yet all of them filled with the resolve that never again should there be such a tragic waste of human life. There were also some who had endured the horrors of that war, but who did not return until the following year, until after the disastrous and almost forgotten campaign in Russia in 1919. This, then, was supposed to have been the war to end all wars, but sadly, history now records it as World War I, for it was just 20 years later that World War II commenced and the sons and daughters of those first Anzacs were called upon to respond. In this terrible conflict, almost 30,000 Australians died, young men and women, many of whom suffered dreadfully. This war, however, was not a remote war, and there were those who were killed by a foreign enemy on Australian soil and in Australian waters. Anzac Day is also the day to remember not just those who served in uniform, but also those men and women who served their country as civilians. There were many of them who perished and who were unheralded and unrecognised at the time and they deserved our highest accolades and memories of their sacrifices. I speak of the behind the scenes heroes such as the Merchant Marine, the Woman's Land Army and the factory workers. These men and women quietly and diligently toiled in the knowledge that their efforts and sacrifices would hasten the end of conflict. There were those who too were the innocent victims of war, men, women and children who tried to go about the simple business of living, but who became casualties instead. But World War II was not to be the end of it. In the second half of this century, Australians served and died in Korea, Malaysia, Borneo, South Vietnam. Australians have served as peacekeepers in places such as the Sinai, Cyprus, Kashmir, Cambodia, Somalia, Bosnia, Afghanistan, Iraq, and this is not an extensive list. What then is Anzac Day? It is a day that to me can't be easily defined, for it means so many different things. It is a solemn day set aside to reflect upon and to revile the concept of war. It is a day for veterans to remember and rekindle the spirit of mateship that carried them through dark and miserable times. It is a day for families to remember their losses and their suffering as they waited for news of absent parents, partners and children. And it is a day that should serve as a lesson to our young, to impress upon them that there is no glory in war. What they see on screens and read in books as amusement does not reflect the reality. War is the ultimate obscenity. It is a word that should be expunged from all languages for all time. It is on this day that our young must realise that their freedom was won at an enormous cost and a deadly cost, and in the coming years it will be their duty to shun belligerence and instill in the minds and hearts of their own children the wish for peace.
choral scholars of St. Martin in the Fields with the war hymn, O Valiant Heart. This is Heart and Soul, the music of the church throughout the ages. Keith Green sings The Lord is My Shepherd, a psalm that has brought many a person comfort in battle, both physical and spiritual.
Mighty Fortress is Our God was presented by the Victory Voices. This is a special Anzac Day Remembrance program. The bugle has been used on many an occasion to rally the troops or to sound a signal of remembrance. There is the last post, followed by the rouse, sounded at Anzac Day services. Another bugle call is a simple sound, which has been called taps. We're going to hear Carla now as she shares with us the story of the origin of Taps. Taps. We have all heard the haunting song, Taps. It's the song that gives us that lump in our throats and usually tears in our eyes. But do you know the story behind the song? If not, I think you will be interested to find out about its humble beginnings. Reportedly, it all began in 1862 during the Civil War when Union Army Captain Robert Ellicombe was with his men near Harrison's Landing in Virginia. The Confederate Army was on the other side of the narrow strip of land. During the night, Captain Ellicombe heard the moans of a soldier who lay severely wounded on the field. Not knowing if it was a Union or Confederate soldier, the captain decided to risk his life and bring the stricken man back for medical attention. Crawling on his stomach through the gunfire, the captain reached the stricken soldier and began pulling him towards his encampment. When the captain finally reached his own lines, he discovered it was actually a Confederate soldier, but the soldier was dead. The captain lit a lantern and suddenly caught his breath and went numb with shock. In the dim light, he saw the face of the soldier. It was his own son. 
The boy had been studying music in the South when the war broke out. Without telling his father, the boy enlisted in the Confederate Army. The following morning, heartbroken, the father asked permission of his superiors to give his son a full military burial, despite his enemy status. His request was only partially granted. The captain had asked if he could have a group of army band members play a funeral dirge for his son at the funeral. The request was turned down since the soldier was a Confederate. But out of respect for the father, they did so they could give him only one musician. The captain chose a bugler. He asked the bugler to play a series of musical notes he had found on a piece of paper in the pocket of the dead youth's uniform. The wish was granted. The haunting melody we now know as taps used at military funerals was born. The words are, Day is done, gone the sun, from the lakes, from the hills, from the sky. All is well, safely rest. God is nigh, fading light, dims the sight, and a star gems the sky, gleaming bright. From afar, drawing nigh, falls the night. Thanks and praise for our days neath the sun, neath the stars, neath the sky. As we go, this we know, God is nigh. I too have felt the chills while listening to taps, but I have never seen all the words to the song until now. I didn't even know there was more than one verse. I also never knew the story behind the song, and I didn't know if you had either, so we thought we'd pass it along. I now have an even deeper respect for the song than I did before. Remember those lost and harmed while serving their country, and also those presently serving in the military. that is sung every year in the remembrance of war and peace is O God Our Help in Ages Past. Here it is now, sung by Praise Gathering.
Hail the day that sees him rise with the Tabernacle Choir. Now here is Carla again with a meditation followed by the bugler's call in the last post and rouse. 60 seconds of our time to pause and reflect and remember those who paid the ultimate sacrifice in the theatres of war. Men who were husbands, sons, brothers, uncles, cousins and women who were nurses, intelligence officers, spies, mappers, all who signed on the dotted line for our nation and for other nations who were fighting against tyranny and oppression in lands far from our shores. They had to undergo stringent exercises to learn the techniques of war. They were bonded in physical extremes and when they were ready to hold a rifle, to navigate a plane, to nurse a man who had lost his legs, they were bonded in a way which was far stronger than blood brothers. For hundreds of these brave people, they died far away from their homes, without family by their side. They died because of wounds or infections suffered from mortars and bullets. They died facing their enemy, often with weapons still clutched in their hands, or locked below decks in ships that were on fire, or planes that had crashed on land or sea. They were so brave. Even today in our modern wars and conflicts, men and women face the same need for courage and fearlessness. The Gospel of John was given to members of the British Army who fought in active service during the 1914-18 war. It had a brown cover and fitted snugly in a man's top uniform pocket. These Gospels were donated by Lord Roberts and he printed inside the front cover the words I ask you to put your trust in God. He will watch over you and strengthen you. You will find in this little book guidance when you are in health, comfort when you are in sickness, and strength when you are in adversity. Lord Roberts knew what he was talking about and went to so much trouble to give each serving man and woman the Gospel of John to take with them into battle. I have spoken to many retired Defence Force personnel and when facing death because of incoming fire, perils from the skies or dangers of the deep, there were not many that did not call out to God for help. We come today to remember those men and women and also we remember those who kept the home fires burning while their loved ones were far away from them as they too had hardships to carry. And on a very sensitive note, we also remember in a special way those who, because of the experiences of war, could not live with the pain of those experiences. They too will never be forgotten. At the going down of the sun and in the morning, we will remember them, lest we forget.
Abide With Me, that great hymn of comfort, sung then by the Liverpool Cathedral Choir. Heart and Soul. Heart and Soul. In the last part of our program today, we're going to pay tribute and remember those warriors of the faith who have taken part in another war, which the Bible terms spiritual warfare. In so many cases, it's an unseen war, but nevertheless real. The Apostle Paul speaks of putting on the whole armour of God and that our enemy is unseen but nevertheless real. Many of the saints have laid down their lives for the gospel and many have been wounded in those battles. Nevertheless, we are assured for the word that we win the war. Even as Jesus won it on the cross and defeated the enemy, Satan and death is swallowed up in victory. Our hymns ahead to close today are hymns of battle and remembrance for all the saints and fight the good fight with all thy might.
This is Heart and Soul, the music of the church throughout the ages. That's our program for today. This is David Evans on behalf of our Heart and Soul team. If you've been blessed by Heart and Soul, why not drop us a line? Our email address is heartandsoulmusic at bigpond.com. Heart and Soul is an Australian program 